0: You're listening to the Spiritual Growth Podcast with licensed marriage and family therapist Harold Haven Boggs. This is your place to know God better, love God better, and serve God better. Now here's Harold. In this episode, we're going to cover part two. Let's start over there. In this episode, we're going to cover part two of spiritual warfare, and let me begin with a little prayer. So, Lord, I ask you to, guard, to guide my words right now and help me serve the men and women listening to a deeper knowledge of you, Lord, And to a deeper love of you, Lord. And to surrender and serve you more, Lord. Uh, That is our goal. I want them to hear your words, not mine. I want to represent you properly. As our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. Thank you for purchasing us. We don't belong to ourselves, we belong to you. And we acknowledge that, and we accept your love, and we return your love with all of our hearts. All this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, in the last episode, we talked about the spiritual warfare and the fact that jesus did not promise us an easy life he said there will be tribulation what he promised is that he would be with us every step of the way so when we become believers we it's not an easy time and i'm not sure where the tv preachers get off Promising you that if you'll just sign this card and believe in Jesus, you'll have the car and the house and you'll be healthy and happy and uh, no problems. The, uh, it's such a uh, sad thing to think that we have, we have the kingdom of heaven waiting for us. And there are some preachers who are trying to teach us we can have our best life now. <laughs> our true home is heaven. How could that ever compare? Our best life is is in eternity, with Almighty God, who is total light and love and peace and truth, and joy. Oh, that's our best life. So, um, we it's time for us to wake up, and and accept reality, and that is. Believing is hard work. Jesus calls it the work of God, believing in him who God sent, believing in Jesus. And as believers, we take we have special temptation from the enemy. The enemy really has a special vendetta against believers. We scare him. We scare the enemy. Uh, If he doesn't do something, we're going to believe and we're going to marry and have kids and teach them to believe and they will teach their kids to believe. That's a disaster for Satan. So he wants to take us out. Uh, We're walking around with targets on our backs. He wants to take us out. But before he takes us out, He wants to ruin all of our credibility and he wants to destroy our families and slow down our preaching of the gospel, our furthering of the kingdom of heaven. So that's his goal. And um, so it's, it's our prayer that we ask Almighty God to help us with our discernment. Discernment means being able to pick up on uh, where, where is this idea coming from? Uh, is, it, is it from heaven or is it from hell? And uh, so the, the, the process begins with our desires. Sometimes we have uh, evil desires, the desires to get revenge or the desire to control someone or the desire to steal, or uh, envy, or have have things, uh, just have things by taking them. Um, or it may be a perfectly fine desire, the desire to be loved. Um, and so the enemy will influence us to fulfill an evil desire, or to fill an acceptable desire in the wrong way at the wrong time. Be careful of shortcuts. So we're, we're living our lives and times get tough. And uh, so the idea, the, a lot of students are just returning to school now, face to face, and they are tempted to cheat on tests. That thought is directly from the pit of hell. And with proper discernment, if if we are studying the scriptures with our kids on a daily basis, getting into the word of God, it's the living word. And uh, we're studying the word and we're praying together as a family. We can help the kids recognize we can help the kids with their discernment and recognize that desire to cheat is from Satan. That's discernment saying that is evil. That's the enemy voice. That's the enemy voice. People in recovery have an advantage. Uh, they I learned over 32 years ago in 1987 to begin to recognize that enemy voice. Oh, come on, just drive by the store. You don't have to buy anything. No, that's a trigger. I had a rough time with alcohol and drugs. And in 1987, I got into recovery. Total abstinence is the first part. Second part is working the 12 steps with someone to guide me through and pen and paper. And then the third part is after we've finished steps one through 11, we reach back and we help a newer guy work his steps. We only get to keep what we give away. So that's recovery. I'm in recovery over, well, since 1987. And the in recovery, we learn to watch out for that enemy voice. And uh, so um, just a few summers ago, Really hot summer in Houston, and uh, as usual, and I went into Kroger's. Yeah, usually I avoid the alcohol aisle, I have no business in there, it's just a trigger. But this was an end cap they had built of Bush beer, really great price. And the enemy voice starts in just look at that price. Look at you can't pass that up, just buy a six pack. No, I don't buy beer. I talk back to the enemy voice. I was uh, delighted to learn that there's a book by A.W. Tozer titled, I Talk Back to the Devil. Well, that's been my motto for decades. I talk back to the devil. It's a little embarrassing in Kroger's, but it's okay. It works for me. No, I don't buy beer. Well, okay, you you don't drink beer, but there are other people around that that uh, can drink beer, and they don't. It doesn't bother them a bit. You buy some for them. No, I don't buy beer. So that's the enemy voice. We've got to hear it for what it is, name it, and then talk back to it. Talk some sense to it. Um, there's a funny story about a lady around Halloween time and she was trying to lose weight and uh, uh, but they had you know, they have the candy on sale after Halloween and uh, so the enemy voice says, well it, it wouldn't hurt to just drive around uh, you don't have to go to the store yeah, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to just drive around, so she gets in the car she's driving around And what do you know, she finds herself at the store. Well, it wouldn't hurt to just drive through the parking lot. You don't need to park. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to drive through the parking lot. And she found a parking space right up front. It wouldn't hurt to park the car and go in. You don't have to go to the candy aisle. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to just go in. I don't have to go to the candy aisle. It wouldn't hurt to just pick up a bag of candy and smell it. You don't have to buy it. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt. And so she's at the counter with the, and she makes her purchase of candy. And before she knows that she's eating that candy, that's the enemy voice. Successive approximations to a goal. And uh, it, it's that's how the enemy works. So he has a style, he has a signature, he is a liar. Oh, I've got some scriptures uh, that uh, will help you really nail this down. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present Darkness—I call it principalities—against the spiritual forces of evil. That's Ephesians six twelve, and also Paul's letter to the Corinthians, chapter two. We drop down to verse eleven, and he's talking about uh, how they're doing things, and he says lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Satan has these devices. We need to be sharp and in tune with exactly how Satan works. Uh, Rick Warren has chapters 26 and 27 in his book, Purpose Driven Life, that pertain to exactly what Satan's devices are and how to overcome those. I highly recommend that. And... John, in chapter 8, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he doesn't pull any punches. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, He speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. So he's telling it like it is. He's nailing it. Satan is all about lies and pride and selfishness. Um. And again 1 Peter chapter 5 drop down to verse 8 Be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour Resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world don't think that this is something strange this is this is what we all go through not strange at all and luke chapter 8 verse 11 now oh this is the parable of the seed sower and i'm going to save that for another podcast it's along the same lines now one final caution before we end this Uh, podcast. Some people begin to learn about Satan's tricks and they get so carried away with it that it's almost like worship. And I want to caution you against that. Some people who are really good at balancing this out and not getting too carried away are Neil Anderson. And as I said a moment ago, Rick Warren. So he wants us to nail it, but he wants us to be devoted to Christ Jesus, his love and his truth. So we're not about worshiping Satan or being overly scared. The war is already won. Jesus, with his sacrifice on the cross, overcame all sin and death. And then his resurrection proved that his sacrifice was sufficient for all sin, past, present, and future. So that's where I bank. I'm devoted to Jesus. I'm a follower of his. And uh, every, every day, every moment, my goal is to surrender and serve him and bring him all the praise and glory, keep none for myself. So... Thank you for uh, your patience with all of this. And if you have any questions, you can email me. Uh, go to my web page, and uh, let me let me end with a prayer. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for your creation. Thank you for your your mercy and your grace. We love you, Lord. We want to serve you. We want to understand more so that we can clearly identify the enemy so we can fight the enemy. And uh, that's our prayer today. Uh, we, We pray for your protection. And we pray for you to soften our hearts so we can be more loving. We pray for you to open our minds so we can have brand new understanding and insight. And Lord, we pray for you to sharpen our discernment so we can quickly and easily recognize the enemy and we can fight him better. That's our prayer today and every day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to the Spiritual Growth Podcast with licensed marriage and family therapist, Harold Haven Boggs. For resources and support with your marriage, trauma healing, addiction and recovery, please visit www.familytherapyhaven.com.